Hello and welcome to this week's The Two Pinter with me, Jono. And me, Gaz. Uh, we're two mates who love discussing, debating, uh, analysing all things sports. Uh, you can find us on various social media. We're uh, on Facebook and Twitter at, at The Pinter 2. Or at Pinter 2, sorry. Uh, and also if you could please uh, give us a review on iTunes or wherever you find your pod, that would be much appreciated and that uh, is very helpful in the growth of our pod. Um, so yes, we'll start with this week. Only one place to start, Gareth. Uh, in uh, the lovely Dublin air on a Saturday. Got to be thinking, Gareth, uh, that the England rugby team are, are going to win this Six Nations and then follow up with a World Cup win. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> when the... Um when the final whistle went and England had won. Uh, apparently, initially, I was, you know, I was very impressed. It was a very impressive defensive uh, defensive performance from England and a game that um, I don't think anyone particularly gave England the chance in. Um, and then within sort of, probably within five minutes maybe, I began to think, oh, no, all I'm going to get now is, is Jono... Not just John, but others. Sort of the English media going on and on about how great they are, just because they won one game. Um, and true to form, here you are. Um, yeah, so you, you generally think you're going to win the win. Well, let's start with Six Nations. Let's start with the small uh, small competition. Uh, you genuinely think you're going to win the Six Nations? Yes. Um, I've got, I've got okay. no doubt now. And if you uh, if you want to live up to our two partner name and put some pints in it, Gareth, more than happy to. Um, yeah, I'd, I, I, I thought, like I say, I thought it was very impressive uh, defensive performance. Um, however, I think there's a couple of caveats to it. Um, one was uh, that Ireland didn't show any sort of plan B or d- do anything different. Um, for, not even like didn't drop somebody a little bit deeper, just to dink over the top. Um, didn't do anything to your on, on onto an very impressive. But um, all it was was an on-rushing defence. Um, they tried a couple of uh, uh, scrub half kicking up, um, kicking up high, but it wasn't. It wasn't the Gary Owens weren't really working. Uh, it was just. It was very flat performance from Ireland. I thought. Um, however, that sounds like um, I'm detracting from an England, a very good England defensive performance. I'm not trying to, but uh, I think Ireland could have could have tested you a bit more. Um, very very difficult to do that though when you're being knocked backwards continually. Uh, you, you just, just drop, drop somebody a bit deeper. Drop. Um, that's not going to help you get over the game line. And your kick's got to be if you turn dink over, your kick's got to be pinpoint every time, or you're just giving the ball away in a in an advantageous position to England. Well, not if the whole if the because England's rush defence was was already committed was committed. I mean, there was a few times where it was borderline offside. How quickly England's defence was coming up. So if England's defence is coming up so quick, they've already committed to coming up. Um, Sexton's a world-class operator. Why, why uh, he couldn't have dropped back two more yards and just bought in that little little bit of space just to just to dink over? Because you're going. The Irish cool. line, the Irish attacking line was was very flat. Um, it, it was there was hospital pass after hospital pass, and rather than just, is, is it, what you're saying is that you should just accept it. You're 
you're going to get hit by a hospital pass um, because their defence is really quick. So let's just keep doing what we keep doing and hopefully England tire. Is that what do you think they were thinking? No, but your, I don't think your solution would solve the problem at all. You're just basically saying dink over the top each time. That's requires a, requires a hell of a lot of skill and isn't easily done. Um, no, and and I, I, think it, I think it fails as many times as it comes off. Perhaps, but you only had to do it once or twice, and it just just give England defence something else to think about. So rather than on rushing and think, oh, will we get caught out with a little dink here? No, nope, it's all right. We've already smashed him. Um, it's it wasn't something to do every time. It's just something to mix it up a little bit, or or just a little grubber kick through the you know along the floor, just trying between the defence to just do something that was that was going to change the England uh, mentality from um, just an on rushing defence every time. And, and you say it's, it's not an easy thing to do. I'm not saying it is an easy thing to do, but these are meant to be the best team in the world, or, or if not in, in line with New Zealand, the best team in the world. Um, I'm, I'm sure they could have, they could have managed a, a change of attack. Well, yeah, they didn't. <laughs> so maybe, maybe, say maybe, maybe they couldn't manage a, a, a change of the tactics. But, but um, bigger, bigger problem I thought, which I, so on, I, on a similar vein, um, I, I thought their actual kicking was was poor, and whereas ours, I thought was our best yeah. England kicking game I've seen in a long while. I thought Youngs kicked really well. I thought um, Farrell did. He slayed Daly. There's some all some lovely. We did some grubbers. We we changed it up, but I thought generally you you associate Ireland with kicking game again. It's 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 a lot a lot easier to do when you're riding a pack who are going forward, and their pack was getting smashed backwards, and then you see how even even players as good as Murray and Sexton struggle because they're going backwards constantly they've got less field to work with and it becomes hard to you know if you're in your own 22 and you, uh, you've you got to try and boot it out mm. and you to get a, a good clearing kick that either doesn't go into an arms of Englishman or go out is, is, is not easy um, and that showed but yeah I just, just I mean it's what England struggled with I think very much in the Six Nations last year if you don't have ball carriers getting over the advantage line Ireland had none consistently at all mm. Um your whole, ga- your whole game then, plan struggles, whereas England, conversely, that was our whole game plan, and it worked very well. It did, and a couple of things on that. I mean, Farrell's kicking was was good out of hand. It wasn't as good on off the floor, but um, but yeah, I'll take the point in the main that the um, England's kicking was, was certainly much better than Ireland, uh, and you did change it up. And But it wasn't... OK, even if, even if you feel as though you're kicking rubbish that day, you, why not just change the point of attack from having runners from deep? Um, having people, all right, it's, it is more hard. It is harder when you've got an onrushing defence. But Ireland was so flat and so um, they got almost got flatter and flatter as the game went on, and they became more and more predictable. And that's well, that's what led to um, at least was it at least two of the tries. Uh, yeah, Slade's late try was yeah, was. Um, was was that yeah? I mean that was. But then was that not them trying to do what you said? They tried to move it and spin it out wide, and they just got themselves in more trouble. But it, well, that wasn't moving that wide. That was well, they were going wider, but they, they were still very flat, weren't they? They were just standing starts trying to pass. Yeah, I, I, I take the point that they could have um, tried to change things around a bit better, and this criticism is often levelled at England in recent years that we don't have, we don't change tactics well. See, see the Italy, the weird Italy game a few years back, for example. Um, yeah. But yeah, they're constantly going backwards and having to rejig things. It's, it's not an easy thing to do on the fly, and I think just um, yeah, I'd, I'd give uh, I'd give more credit just to the England uh, defence of just you know the dominant tackle stat. But, you know, how do they define that? I don't know, but I assume it just means when you get get walloped backwards and um, and they were ha- having them rigging it. Just they didn't 
they they won't like you say they won't get a, a second to breathe and and so if you going back constantly it's, it's not easy to reset lines and, re- and it, you know obviously if you're going backwards your ball's then slow isn't it and if the ball's slow that's the, the main killer yeah um, yeah yeah whereas England um, yeah what difference it has to have a few ball carriers I mean I didn't think Manor or Billy were our best players by any stretch but you, you can see even when they run with it I mean Manor obviously was great for the first try straight off the top of the line out but you can just see defences and it worked for the first try as well Manu, you know their players came inside to try and get him the defence just has to pay more more attention to him because you can't get Manuel Billy down um, and, and others uh, they weren't the only good carriers they're just, just two very obvious ones um, and then you yeah you're getting over the advantage line with them you're taking tacklers out and then you you, you move it and you, you'll have mismatches somewhere um, mm-hmm. and yeah we, we, we had a team that we didn't have the last six nations there's not to moan about injuries particularly just it, but we have a but we definitely got like any side we've got certain players who are very important to our game plan Billy Probably our most important player, Manu. Um, Manu, you could swap with Tio probably, but um, but yeah, a big uh, centre who's fast and can knock people over. He's definitely important. I think Jones is. Uh, it's, it's, yeah, it's what Jones has always wanted to do, really, um, and it, it plays to I think England's strengths. What we usually have, which is a, a big horrible pack who try and knock people all about. Um, mm. Hey. Jones is mixing a bit of uh, Warren Ball and, um, and Big Sam tactics, isn't he? He's, uh, Big Sam. he's dogging it out up uh, up front, and then uh, in the backs, he's just he just wants to be like well, like what Gatland uh, was so good at. Uh, yeah, I mean it's, it's not far different. And I, I said uh, I don't know if did a certain pod, but I said I wouldn't mind a team just full of big uh, Englishmen and big Polynesians and um, having Tio and Tua Lange together. But I think Henry Slade showed that having a centre who can do something different, it was his best game in England you asked if he was any really good last week I said not not really he's never really done it in English yet this was his best game by a mile um, it does mm-hmm. it's, it's nice having another option but yeah 1-15 to from you know Yamako who was just tackling everything that moved and knocking over and not giving away stupid penalties like he's done in the past to to your Johnny Mays uh, taking every ball out of the sky I mean, yeah, he's, he, I don't know why we don't play don't know why we don't play Johnny May at full pack after all these different debates no. <laughs> but yeah and just Everyone was physically dominant, and it's um, yeah, it's a good performance. To, to answer your question you asked before about do I think we're in six? Yeah, I do. I think we've got Italy, France, and Scotland at home now. I, I don't see us losing any one of them. And then you've got four wins out of five. We've got a bonus point away in Ireland. Um, yeah, conveniently leaving out, leaving out the big one though, the, the big tough one uh, when you come to uh, to Wales to. Uh, I'll to tell you, we'll come to Wales in a minute. But uh, let, let's think, let, let's uh, <laughs> let's think on Ireland. Um, uh, the turn of the year, or sorry, but just forty six nations. We were talking about them as you know, pretty much joint favourites with New Zealand for the World Cup. They now uh, have just been beaten badly in their own backyard by a team that were nine point underdogs. And while while I thought nine points was was very generous for Ireland, um, I still were backing them to win. Um, yeah. Are Ireland? Uh, did they? Well, did they firstly did they have hope in the Six Nations, and did they have hope in the World Cup? Um, it's. Uh, yes, they do have hope in both. Um, it's only a, it's only one game, and if you go back um, over previous campaigns, Ireland have always been slow starters. Last last year against France, they needed a, a Johnny Sexton drop goal um, in the last dying seconds to uh, that was just to beat France. Um, so that, uh, you can look back and say that Ireland do always struggle to um, to start well. Uh, in terms of this competition, uh, they've got Scotland. Uh, away it's next. a big, big, big game that now. Big, big which, game. Which would be tough, yeah. Um, however, it would, I suppose the next game will will decide whether this game was a fluke or not a fluke. Was whether a, a, just a 
a one-off poor performance from Ireland um, or a great performance from England, whichever you look at it, or whether it was it's something um, a characteristic that will show that there's some deeper issues with Ireland and they've just been found out and they're they're, they're now crumbling. Um, I think they'll they'll beat Scotland and I think they'll go on to to win majority of their games. Although I, you know, I did I did worry about them coming to Wales, but. Um, uh, I'm, well, I'm probably still worried. To be fair, <laughs> uh, I still think they're a very good side, and, and one game doesn't doesn't change that. Uh, and same in line with the World Cup, uh, I think they've got a, a good group, um, and I think they'll they'll end up facing South Africa uh, if things go to plan. And although South Africa are bigger boys than England um, and probably dirtier than England, and can create an even bigger bigger big Sam tactic. Um, I think uh, I think Ireland will will go far in in the World Cup. I'm loving this. I'm loving this idea yeah. of Big Sam as the uh, new rugby visionary for the uh, modern game. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'd, um, yeah, no, I'd agree. I'd, I'd say more World Cup. I'd, I'd be less worried. The Six Nations. I think they're struggling. The Six Nations now. They've still got to go to. Uh, I think they'll probably beat Scotland this weekend. But it's a test. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I doubt a bonus point there. And they still will go to your backyard and win. And again, I doubt a bonus point there. Um, mm. So. Yeah, having not got anything against us at home, uh, you, you know, you, you lose your home game Six Nations. You're in, in bother for winning it. So I don't, I don't think they win this Six Nations. I think, but World Cup, yeah, I think they've still got a pretty nice group, and yeah, get they'll win that and they'll get second place, and I think they'll probably carry on. And it, it, it might not be the worst thing for them to uh, have taken a bit of a kick in when everyone was saying how good they are after the New Zealand game. Yeah. They are still very good. That that pack got walloped, but it's not a bad pack at all. It's still a very very good pack and yeah. um, a great front row. Yeah. Like good second rows and in a great back row, they'll come back. Um, yeah, someone like a Sean O'Brien who, who you know came on late, but maybe someone like him starting gets you over the advantage line maybe a bit more, and then things are a bit different. Um, you mentioned a Welsh scare. I've got to ask: did uh, did the did the French give you a lovely gift? Did they wrap it for you on you know their greatest lovely Christmas wrapping paper or Happy Birthday paper or Happy Six Nations paper, or uh, or would you put it more down to uh, superb Welsh resilience that got you a uh, a win in the end on uh, Friday night, having come back from the largest defeat in Six Nations history, 16 points, so you were 16 nil down at half-time, um, but came back to yeah to a famous win. Uh, but yeah, do you think it was more down to, um, yeah, you're, you're the French French helping you out or, or yourself, uh, to, be, to credit for your... Uh, your uh, well, I... Go on. Obviously, it was it was our outstanding play. We gave defence a bit of a head start, um, test ourselves, and see, uh, and we came through that test uh, admirably. Uh, and it does it does make me chuckle though. Um, England gets some some gifts from Ireland, and of course, it's all good England play. Uh, French gives some gifts to Wales, and it's all uh, it's all gifts from France. Um, it's that uh, English mentality that whatever they do uh, right is is amazing, isn't it? Um, I don't think it is. I don't, I don't, think, I don't yeah. think you played. I think we played really well. I don't think you played well at all this night. Um, First half we didn't. No, I thought the second half we, we played. We played much better. Uh, Seven crate loads going forward First though. Out, uh, you, 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 we're talking literally two tries that were uh, were gifted to you. Um, same with Ireland. Ireland, the, the, the second try and England's second try and the last try they were both gifts um, the, the, the third one if you want to be cynical you could say it was a gift from the uh, the TMO um, because he, he not the TMO the ref because the, the TMO said to him are you sure you don't want to when, he, when um, Slade was in front of the kicker or 
possibly level. Um, the TMO said to the ref, do you, you sure you want to look at the kick and not the pass beforehand? And the ref said, no, 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 we'll just stick with the kick. And then you show the pass before, and, it, and that was, uh, well, that was that was travelling forward. That was, a, that was a really good pass forward. Um, as well as uh, you're ignoring the uh, one we got ruled out at the end of the first half when Mako just put his arm out, it wasn't a double movement. Um, yeah. You do, but you're, you're ignoring the one from uh, from Wales and Moriarty scored a perfectly good try that the ref disallowed. It was. Um, yeah, it was a perfectly good try. Uh, so you. <laughs> so, so that's what I'm saying. So you, you keep talking about the Welsh being gift wrapped ones and, and, and getting lucky, whereas you, you just want to ignore the English gifts. Yeah, we 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 uh, created other stuff. Then, you you didn't really. You didn't. You you were you were you were, you were creative, know. and the only thing that got you through was. You would talk about all this, but if yeah, if a French guy doesn't throw a second row trying to throw a thirty-yard pass, you you may well not win. We we we, we never looked like losing. You were you were sixteen nil to the good. So how you can say this is uh, you played amazing and it's just England being arrogant? You you didn't play well, and uh, you talk about the big game. If you you, tell, you play like that against England in a couple of weeks' time, you'll will knock your pillars post. You you need to improve greatly from now. We 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 will we won't, we won't get any better. You need to get a lot better. But then okay. On the flip side, we, we, we were poor first half, and I'm not denying that. I think, I think we, we, we were some poor. We were absolutely shocking first half. Um, the only thing we did create was the Liam Williams try, which was rightly ruled out. Um, and that was, but that would have been if he managed to keep hold of the ball, that'd have been a, a tremendous try. Um, Anscombe kicking was awful. Um, Anscombe wasn't great at all. Uh, it wasn't. It didn't give. I suppose he didn't get much that much ball, but didn't give any ball after that. Um, I thought defensively we were we were actually okay. Um, weren't great first half, but the, the rest of the game we uh, we were okay defensively. Um, you, you gave away penalties in the right area. I think you didn't allow them to run the scoreboard as much as they could have done. Sixteen nil at half before how dominant they were first half was was probably not as much you wanted. If I was a French fan, um, I think you, mm. you probably gave away a couple of cynical penalties sensibly that, that perhaps stopped, stopped mm. you know stop seven points and turned it into three. Yeah, and then, and then when Bigger came on, we, we looked a different animal. Um, Bigger, we were talking last week about a reliable kicker and um, well, just a reliable player in, in general. Bigger seems to be awful or can be poor in, in the games that don't really matter. And then um, he's just that big game player and it was up to his namesake. And um, yeah, he uh, he was there to, there to help guide us through in the end. Um, but yeah, second half though, I thought... I thought we talk about French gifts, but uh, I thought we we did play well. Um, we did create. Uh, oh, it was harder not to create a lot more, but we did create a lot more. Um, and uh, and yeah, I, 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 the momentum from the game or the, the the biggest comeback in Six Nations history or whatever it was called uh, was the momentum from that was um, is going to carry us through. Probably well. I would certainly hope through the Italy game next, <laughs> um, but should carry us through uh, up until the to the England game. And um, yeah, if you think we're gonna we're gonna play like we did in that first uh, 40 against England, uh, you got another thing coming. And I suppose the, the other thing with England as well, um, great defensive performance when you're when you're the underdogs. Um, onus is now on you to to attack. Um, is it, it's a different type of pressure. Uh, got France at home if, if the France of the first half turn up perhaps rather than the France of the second half um, and do start putting you under a bit of pressure uh, are you are you going to be able to oh no sorry the other way around are you going to be able to put that pressure on France and um, open up some 
open up the scoreboard? Uh, it's a fair point. I think France will be a different sort of test. I think uh, they were yeah, a very physical side themselves. Um, and as we said, like, and as I mean, as you we, you said last week, you never know which team turns up, and that can vary from not just from half, you know, not even from game to game, from half to half, from from half of a half. <laughs> if there yeah. was every every game that subbed up subbed up French, it was uh, the one against Wales. Yeah, but I, I think uh, what second half, so they just couldn't get hold of the game. I don't think um, yeah, they're not tactically smart. The French don't sit. I don't don't think they're the fittest side really. I think they're. I think they started last year to have a better defensive effort, and that seems to have waned a bit, but. Uh, I, I think again we'll have enough and enough options to to get over the advantage line. And I think once they're going backwards, the French are not quite sure what they're doing. I think it'll be a bit of a bit a, a bit of a wrestle. I think they would. If we're sensible, we try and move the, you know move the point of contact a bit in terms of when we're attacking. I think don't just try and run up the middle with um, big butt fellas. Try and try and get some offloading game going and try and get them moving around a bit because I, I don't think they'll live with with that tactic. Now I don't think they'll be. Strong enough if you've got players like Daly and, and May coming onto the ball later and into attacks, they are, yeah I think they'll struggle there. But if they drag us into their sort of just an arm wrestle, it will turn into a, a my sort of rugby game, just a forward scrap of lots of mauls and rucks and slow ball and and people picking and going. It won't be very entertaining for anyone who likes uh, you know flowing rugby. Um, but yeah, I think I think at, at Twickenham we'll have, we'll have too much for them. Um, Thirteen points favourites. That seems a little high to me. Um, but yeah, I think um, with yeah with winning the White Island game now, the we have three home games. You've you've got to, you've got to back yourself to win them. Really, uh, we, we said that in the World Cup mm. last time we was back ourselves at home. It didn't work out too well for us, but um, I'll back ourselves. Is that when is that when Wales beat you in your own backyard? Yeah, Wales, Australia. Uh, I don't think uh, the Uruguay were too far off in the end, were they? Um, <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, oh well, yeah, the, the French is. Uh, I mean, yeah, I think it's probably it's a good follow up. Is if we go into the to an Italy game now, I don't think we know anything about ourselves. Whereas, yeah, I think for you it probably does to just allow you to keep the momentum going. And um, I mean, Italy should come out strong against you. And I reckon the first half could be reasonably narrow, but you'll yeah, usually Italy you'll pull away later on, and they won't have enough to compete. Um, but uh, yeah, I think France is probably enough to us to know that we're going to be in another game, and, and let's see how much we can back up. We're not going to play as well as we did last week, but. Um, yeah, let's see if we can follow up, and uh, I'll be I'll be there with Trickenham cheering the boys on. Yeah, very yeah. good, um, and it will build up nicely for what will be the uh, the biggest game um, of the tournament. Uh, well, Wales v England, I suppose it's in Wales in, um, in two weeks. Two weeks time, we have a week break between. Yeah, them, uh, yeah, pretty. So I'm sure, I'm sure no matter what happens uh, over the weekend, there'll be plenty of uh, opportunity for us to uh, argue and debate. Uh, Wales against England. Oh uh, yeah, even if we both lost, we'd, we'd still be just excited to say it's a huge game. Um, England <laughs> Wales at Cardiff. We we were there a few years back. It's always a great atmosphere. It's uh, always good fun. And um, yeah, Wales Wales always uh, always raised the game for England. So yeah, I'd, I'd like to see the same team that played France. And um, yeah, I think this, it shows the, the Six Nations the same last year. You know, France nearly turned over Ireland, and it could have been also a different Ireland go on to win a Grand Slam this year. France. Nearly beat Wales and probably didn't go on to have a good tournament. But now they've uh, now a lot, and you know if Wales, if you lose that first game, you you then got you know you'll play Italy and probably win. But then you've got England coming potentially ahead of steam. And uh, now you're um, you've, yeah, you've 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 got three games yourself at home, haven't you? Um, including yeah. probably your t- no, t- no, we play all the blues oh, all blues away. Sorry, okay, um, you probably your two hardest games then are uh, at home, um, which which you like. Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, very interesting. Uh, we, we've said very little about Scotland, um, apart from they've got Ireland this weekend. Good win against the uh, Italians, just some more nice uh, running rugby. So it's a good test for them. Let's see if they yeah. can... Um, yeah, they, they always like themselves at Murrayfield and more struggle away. Uh, they, they beat Ireland there two years ago, didn't they? Can they um, mm. can they start moving towards a seat at the top of the Six Nations table? Yeah, I, I thought Scotland would roll okay against Italy. They, they were impressive initially and then um, sort of last 20 allowed Italy to come back in a bit and... Um, yeah, I, it was, it, it, I suppose it's difficult for Scotland in the sense that they're heavy favourites and anything but a, I don't know, there's probably no score that makes them, other than a, an absolute hammering, that makes it a, a good performance against Italy because everyone will just say well, it was only Italy. But um, Yeah, uh, a big game between them and Ireland, uh, but I, I, I do I just fancy uh, Ireland to, to come good. Um, yeah, and I, think, I think they will beat them, but I think it'll be, uh, it'll be a cracking game. Probably, probably the game of the weekend. Yeah, yeah. I'm English. I'll say English. Yeah, both, both are very good games. Um, ah, as, as we said last time, Gareth, it's superb when the Six Nations is around, isn't it? <laughs> yes. uh, what else was superb, Gareth? There's a, a bit of a segue here. Uh, Man City on a, on Sunday were pretty dominant against Arsenal, weren't they? Three one. I, I, I thought it was going to be a lot more at one stage. Um, hmm. Yeah, City um, uh, have, have really turned things around after their uh, break and. Uh, with your boys, Liverpool only drew in one all last night. Uh, our City, our City going they're now a three-point gap in the start of race. Are City going to turn you over, and will it be another we go again moment from uh, the new Liverpool squad? And, and will City usurp you? Um, yeah, <laughs> it's not looking good. It's not looking as good as it was uh, a couple of weeks back. Um, having said all that, uh, the, the the big crisis that Liverpool are having is they've drawn two. Um, Two game, the last two games, which uh, just shows probably the standard that Liverpool, City, and and Spurs are setting uh, this year. That I, we have to include Spurs back in the conversation again. No, they'll um, come around for another week or two and then piss off again. Um. P- p- probably, but uh, yeah, they're uh, they're only five points uh, behind Liverpool now. Um, two points behind City, and City are only three behind Liverpool. So uh, yeah, it's. Um, it's looking more like a, a title race that, that uh, everyone apparently wants. As a Liverpool fan, I, I definitely don't want it, um, <laughs> as long as it means that we're top of the league. But, but yeah, no, it's uh, it, it's been two or three or four or five poor performances from Liverpool recently. Uh, I thought we we started playing well again o- over Christmas, um, particularly yeah, particularly good against Arsenal. Um, but yeah, started playing well over the Christmas period, and then uh, since then. Um, yeah, just seem to have dropped off. A few injuries. You, you asked a question a few weeks back about uh, whether the right back uh, injuries was going to cause us issues. Uh, I dismissed it quite quickly and thought, nah, I'll be fine. Um, but since then, uh, we've we've struggled. Uh, we let Klein go, and it's sort of looking a bit more of a, a mistake. Um, Gomez is out again. Uh, he's broken. He broke a, broke a bone in his foot um, recently, and then he's had his comeback kind of been hampered so he's out uh, after having surgery again um, Lovren's again injured um, we're relying on um, James Milner uh, to be our right back or Henderson uh, or Fabinho um, yeah it's, 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 it's not ideal from Liverpool at the moment in West Ham we were, we were, we were poor uh, less of the week before um, we were poor we didn't really create a lot 
Um, and this is even with the uh, referee, you know, the refs trying to do their best, and you keep saying it's your year. You know, referees gave you a goal that was offside, and they tried to let Origi in at the very end, didn't they, for another goal that was very much offside. Yeah, I'd, I'd argue that was probably more the liners that, um, between them were trying to uh, they're trying to help us out as much as they could. Uh, the ref certainly wasn't helping us out uh, throughout the game, um, but that doesn't detract from how bad we were. Um, and uh, City, yeah. City tomorrow have got Everton with the chance. Well, if they go top, if they win, they'll go top as uh, they've got a better goal difference than you again now. Uh, that is, uh, they're put on forty-six to your plus forty-one. Um, yeah, and I don't, I don't think there's any if, uh, <laughs> about it. I think uh, that when they uh, when they beat Everton, uh, I'm sure uh, there'll be some. Not saying all, but I'm sure there'll be some or majority um, of the Evertonians who'll be uh, singing Blue Moon before the game as well. Um, but yeah, I, I can't see Everton doing us a favour. I'd be, uh, be very pleased if they did, um, but no, I, I can't see it. And City have got the bit between the teeth again. Uh, hopefully, um, they sort of get distracted by the Champions League uh, when it comes around, because I think that's the one they, they really want to win, uh, as opposed to us, where we want, really want to win the league. Um, and at, you know, at times that's probably that's probably costing us with perhaps too um, emotionally involved with it not just the players the crowd um, yeah everyone wants to uh, to win the league from a Liverpool point of view but um, yeah hopefully City will get distracted as uh, as games come thick and fast again uh, they've got the League Cup final uh, and they're still in the FA Cup aren't they so uh, hopefully that will impact on them but well, you don't think Everton will bring a halt, a halt to them this Wednesday and I'd probably agree with you but uh well, pretty well, a few podcasts ago now, we asked the question, did the uh, flat track bullies of Chelsea have any hope against City? And then probably the game of this weekend is uh, the four o'clock of Chelsea away at Man City. Um, mm. Chelsea, who you know, showed, I think they're probably a flat track goodly contender, really got battered at Bournemouth, but then went themselves and, and battered Huddersfield. Uh, can they can they cause City any problems in at the 80 head? Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, they can, they can, they can. I mean, they, uh, they, they dominated City. They were the sort of first side to do it this season, weren't they, really, when they um, yeah. Like, yeah, went out at the bridge. But, yeah, they're probably a different team at Stamford Bridge. Uh, and with Higuain, they've now got a spearhead. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, we, we, we talked about Higuain coming in, and if he did come in, then, uh, come in, then uh, Hazard would be able to peel off him and, uh, and Willian, and he'll be a bit more of a focal uh, point. And yeah, the, okay, it's only Huddersfield, but um, but at least he got his first couple of goals uh, last weekend, uh, and Hazard looked good again as well. Uh, and I suppose that the Sari seems to know how to how to set them up. Um, well, I suppose I guess especially against City, as he's, he's one out of one against City, isn't he? But um, yeah, there's a chance if uh, I think City's defence is gettable. I, I don't. I don't think it's the strongest. I'm not even a massive fan of the fullbacks. I don't think Cal Walker's the best. Um, He's not having a great season, is he, Walker? Um, no. Yeah, so they, they start putting Laporte uh, fullback. I, I think City are definitely gettable. Um, and last last game, Chelsea hung out. Uh, I think it was Pedro. I think they, they just left on the halfway line um, and, and used him as the out ball for David Luiz just to just to ping at him when when the City to, to get past the City press. Um, if they if they do that, it's something similar this time, and have a have a plan for either Pedro or Hazard or, or William to to sit on uh, to sit on halfway and um, 
drag maybe this, one of the centre backs out and uh, and give Higuain a bit more space. I, I think that, that Chelsea have got more options to hurt City, um, and maybe the City having to get themselves up for the three three fairly bit Arsenal, Everton, and then Chelsea in a week. Uh, maybe that'll take its toll in the third game. Um, yeah, I'm sort of talking myself into a to Chelsea. So, so sounds like you're back, uh, back in a big Chelsea win, Gareth. Who are you saying like a three-one Chelsea? Is that what we're saying there? Oh, I'd, I'd, I'd love a three-one Chelsea. Um, well, I, I, I think I'm talking myself into to Chelsea getting something out of it. Um, whether it's whether it's a win or not, I'm not, I'm not that probably not that convinced. Um, I'll, I'll go for a two-all. Two, uh, two-all. City to get a late a late equaliser. Interesting, interesting. Uh, I, I, I see your point, and I think um, definitely got some players to hurt them. But uh, yeah, the way City are playing now and starting to reintegrate De Bruyne back in and with their own attacking players, yeah, um, but yeah, they can be hurt at the back, but they could, they can definitely hurt Chelsea too. The form of Louise and Rudiger chasing Aguero, the form he's in. I know they're all tappings at the weekend, but he was in the right place at the right time, um, and with. The, yeah, I mean, they, they were just tapping. Some of them were punches. He, he claimed it was off his chest. I, I saw the uh, interviewer <laughs> asked him afterwards and said, where was it? He, a big grin came over his face and went, I think it was my chest. And I thought, I think you're lying, Sergio. Um, but, uh, yeah, Guerra with yeah, De Bruyne, Sterling, Sane or Mares or either the Silvers, whoever they play out there, it's, um, yeah, some attacking force behind them. And, uh, mm. yeah, they're just... Uh, they're looking very good and confident, and, and now they look, they look like they're enjoying the uh, the thrill of the chase. Um, yeah, getting after you and having that, and if they can put Everton away, who um, who aren't in a great place after getting battered at Wolves, but yeah, at home at the weekend, um, then they're top of the table. And all right, it's a game in hand, but uh, for for you, but um, City will yeah, put any points a good point at the moment, isn't it? So, mm-hmm. um, well, I, I, I disagree slightly there. I think. Um a point is, a, is is two points dropped, isn't it? <laughs> you look at Liverpool, you think a point away at West Ham isn't the worst result in the world. Sorry, yeah, um, I've, I've said that. Not said that in the best way. Um, yeah, points uh, points are valuable, and uh, yeah, three points are definitely the most valuable there. Um, and yeah, I think uh, City will keep the good times rolling. Speaking of keeping good times rolling, Gareth, uh, one one Anthony Joshua's had. Uh, yeah, a very, uh, very good career up to this point, a very successful career, um, been in a lot of big fights, has got himself three world titles, um, but now finds himself a bit on the outside looking in after the Wilder Fury fight and uh, and can't seem to get himself a fight, uh, which is odd when he should have at least three mandatory challenges to fight him. But, um, are we, for the, uh, he was going to fight in uh, on April the 13th, which now looks dead in the water, and then he was going to fight in America and there's still no announcement. Uh, is AJ ever going to fight again? Um, well, if Hearn has his way, I think Hearn's trying to build him up until he'll only fight if he, if he can guarantee AJ 100 million um, and 90% of the pot. Um, so on that basis, no, I don't think he will ever fight again. Uh, but if Hearn could take his ego out of it, um, then there's, there's opportunities, I think, for for uh, AJ to, to get back involved. Um, I don't think fighting uh, Baby Miller's the, the best fight. Um, I, <laughs> I suppose he's doing it because he's got no other options. <laughs> Um, even uh, even White's turned him down, didn't he? Or did well turned him down for the money they were offering. Um, yeah, he he's a bit lost at the minute, isn't he? Um, as you know, I'm not, I'm not 
not, I'm not the biggest fan of AJ. I, I don't mind him. Um, I don't think he's. I, I think he would get beat by. Certainly, get beat. Think he would get beat by Fury. Um, and if he got hit by one of the haymakers that um, Wilder showed against uh, against Fury, I'm not sure that AJ survives that. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm not convinced that he. Well, he's, he's certainly top three, but I'm not convinced he's um, he's better than uh, the other two. Um, but yeah, at the moment it's it's uh, Furies and and um, Wilders kind of um, sport really, and they can just do what they want. They'll have another rematch, and um, I suppose from their point of view, hopefully that's a, a, a close fight, and um, there's there's a, a clamour for a third. Um, the next the next one's going to be in America again, isn't it? By the sounds of it, they're just they're just waiting to uh, to decide on, on where in America that's going to be, and I think there's, there's rumours that they're they're holding back on a date because they they want to make sure that it's a uh, a clear date, um, and then they'll. Uh, there's a chance that they'll have a they'll have a third <laughs> they'll have a third fight. So maybe they'll will eventually fight in the UK. Um, yeah, it's it's their it's their kind of platform to lose at the minute, isn't it? Yeah, to a point. Uh, some of your AJ stuff. He yeah, I mean it's not looking great. But if he offers Dillian White four or five million, has been reported to fight him. What's what? Where's White getting better? Uh, what's the what's the motivation for for him to give White his biggest payday ever? He's already fought him once. He'd be doing him a favour by getting him back in there for you know he beat he beat him well once. He's, he... But it, but this 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 is the issue though, isn't it? Hearn's whole thing is he wants. It's not about how much money he gets, um, Joshua. It's about making sure he gets Joshua more money than the opposition. Well, rightly, so, he's, he's the bigger by, draw. But but at, a point, a point, so at some point. You know what? What's what's the difference between ten million and twenty million for Joshua? The only difference is that the other fella's going to get ten million as well. It, it, at some point, Hearn's got to take a step back, realise that Joshua is now not being talked about as the top table. Not Joshua's legacy is under a bit of threat because he's not. He's he's about to have possibly about to have his first fight away from the comfort of the UK. Uh, he's not at fighting with the big boys, um, all because Hearn doesn't want. Anyone to have as much percentage as, as Joshua? But again, he's right by that, isn't he? Because Joshua's the biggest draw. So if you're if you're bringing more of the world titles, you, if he's bringing three world titles and Dillian White's bringing a a couple of wins against Derek Chisora, what why would you give why would you give White a big percentage? It, it doesn't make sense. And in your if you're the champion, you're giving people a chance to challenge for your titles. It doesn't get any bigger than that. You don't. Mm. I don't. I don't think they need to. To undersell himself too much, and if you give him White at his biggest purse ever, then he doesn't want to take that. Then, then isn't there something about him being stubborn as well? The same way you're saying about the Wilder thing, it sounded like there were offers from both sides, and, and neither of them wanted to to leave the comfort of their own home. Uh, um, yeah, it didn't sound like AJ turned down an offer from Wilder that was to be fighting America, and it sounded like Wilder didn't return the the offers they put on the table. Um, I think Hearn obviously miscalculated massively. I think what he did basically with Wilder in negotiations was said, right, go and get a better fight then. And he, he got the next best thing, which was Tyson Fury, which turned out very well. Um, but Yeah, but I mean, that, was, that wasn't that was a massive shock that that turned out well. We, we talked about it before, and that there was, unless Wilder knocked him out in the first round, there was always likely to be a claim for some sort of rematch. That, that wasn't, it wasn't like um, Fury pull, plucked the name out of the midair and, oh, wow, that, that worked out well. It was... It was always going to be a big fight, 
I don't know if we, I don't know if we thought fun. Fury was going to be that good though, did we? We don't know what Fury was going to turn up. We'd we'd seen him twice in the previous three years, and he fought two. No hope, as it was. It wasn't a, and I don't I don't I don't think we knew that Fury was necessarily ready to come straight back to that, but but he did, and it worked out well because he yeah he should he beat he beat Wilder for, for anything ever up but name. Um, so I, I don't. Sp- but, but, I suppose oh, yeah, it was a mixed calculation from him thinking they couldn't get Fury to the table to the ring that quickly, and they could. Um, I saw yeah, first first bids have been delayed a week for uh, Fury Wilder, but yeah, I'm sure that's just them finding the new way. Uh, yeah. Three fights in a row, though, be quite rare. Be- you don't often see fighters fight themselves back to back three times. Uh, there's there's usually a bit of probably a bit of lethargy to that, really, uh, in terms of fans and trying to market their back to back. So does does Joshua go the way of, of fight? I- you, I'm just I'm just trying to think of an example of it. You don't see it often. Uh, you don't, but you don't often get. Um, well, you don't often in this situation where the two of them dislike, certainly dislike Hearn, where they dislike Joshua. So that's a different, different matter. But um, and they've got the, like I say, they they got the, the the table at the moment or the platform at the moment. Um, letting letting Joshua back in is only going to scupper their chances of having a not scupper, but it's going to damage their chances of having a big third fight. Um, if both end up fighting Joshua and. And one of them gets beat, or two of them get beat by Joshua. Then the clamour for the for their third fight wouldn't be the same. Um, no, but I mean Joshua's I such it, a big cash cow that you you you'd be making more money fighting him anyway, probably wouldn't you? So you, well, you would, but but again, that that comes back to it's only, he's only a cash cow if um, if you actually fight. <laughs> uh, and that's what I'm saying about about him. Yes, Joshua has the right to to be the um, the bigger draw. He's got all the belts, or well, some of the belts, the, most of the belts. Um, he's uh, he, if if we're talking a year ago um, when Joshua clearly is the big draw, and yeah, I can understand why Joshua wanted um, or who wanted the majority of the payout. Uh, and yeah, you, you talk about the offers on the table. We know we know for definite there was an offer on the table um, that the Hearns turned down. Um, that was for fifty million in in, uh, in the US, um, and Hearn Senior put on Twitter didn't he about um, glad he didn't go out there because of the the US judges. It was not not about the purse at that stage. Um, but yeah, a year ago, fine. Where we are now, Joshua's struggling for fighters to the point where he's fighting someone who's way down the pecking order um, because he's insisting on on a on on the high purse. At some point. You've got to decide whether you want to just stand your ground and have a high high purse, or you want to have some money and <laughs> and just go 50-50 or even 55-45, or you know, make it something a bit more um, amicable, just so you can get or just closer, just so you can get the uh, get the fight. With some, um, I don't think he he feels the need to do that white because I think he he probably already feels he's yeah, maybe not. No, that's unfair. So he's doing white a favour because white's. Been on a bit of a tear since he fought Joshua, but he, he's still, as far as Joshua, I'd think Joshua himself would think I've beaten White before. Why, why do I need to go back to him again? It's, it, but I don't think he would sell because it's you know they'd just start talking on press conferences and it get all fun again. Um, but then yeah, I suppose the alternative plan now will be uh, will be Big Baby in America to try and build a bit of a name there. He'll, he'll squash him in oh, what two, three rounds I'd have thought, and then. <laughs> Yeah, it'll be, it'll be an annihilation, and, um, and and you know that'll work. That'll do well for him because you know he is he he he's marketable for a reason. He's got the look, he's got the presence, he's got the the knockout power, and then um, 
then I suppose it is full back. Do you think the American audience will, will turn up for it? The biggest name in their in the in the in their division is is um uh, Wilder. Wilder, Wilder yeah. Wilder, sorry, <laughs> all over the place there. Wilder. Um why uh, why would they turn on to watch uh, Miller fight? I don't think I, Joshua's not known. I, I don't that. think they particularly will, but I think it's more that you he'll they'll get the press thing going, he's got the back end of the zone who are doing the you know, the lot of the biting over there now, they'll get the marketing mm -hmm. going. It's probably more that you'll more the interesting thing will be not so much. I don't think you'll do big pay per view, and and and, and neither did uh, Fury Wilder particularly. Didn't nor did it sell many tickets. It was you know had people free, but it's the the hearing about it afterwards, watching it back, and I think what will judge the the US like the ESPNs, the various different platforms will be running the side of Joshua flattening Miller quickly and say this new British heavyweight. I don't think it will hurt in that regard. So I don't think it'll be a huge fight itself. I think it's probably more the awareness that this yeah long British lad. Um, who looks, uh, you know, like a uh, he was cut from a, yeah an Adonis. He uh, he comes over and uh, squashes an American. Let's um, it'd be interesting to see him over here again, or let's see, yeah, not, some, let's see Wilder fight. who's a bit better. But, you know, that depends, obviously, on Wilder uh, beating Fury, which is very debatable. Uh, and I, I guess if Joshua's fallback position would probably be Usyk, wouldn't it? If uh, Usyk, you know, Hearn signed Usyk as a, as a match room, so you'd have the the cruiserweight champ, I assume, will have a, a couple of fights soon. And nothing's announced for him, is it? You'd have thought he'd be in there by now, but he's yeah, quite a, a rumble through the world. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah quite a, a, a intense series with the World Super Series, and then bell you afterwards. So if he was going, if he was due a break, he's, he's well deserving of one. Um, so, well, to be fair, the, the videos of him uh, out on the beaches and dancing around on the sand. So um, yeah, I think he's definitely he's enjoyed himself. Yeah, uh, I, I guess uh, yeah, he'll come back soon and he'll have a fight. Maybe a similar sort of time to AJ's next one. He probably doesn't need to as long a training camp, and then that'd be a, an interesting fallback position um, that he could, they'd probably bring over here again. Um, but yeah, but it'd be nice to just just hear a plan and get some of these fights that we're talking about announced and uh, know what we're working with, really. Yeah, I, well, I, th I think Wilder, Wilder Fury is the um, is, is definitely going to happen, isn't it? It, it sounds very close. Um, yeah, so I think it got delayed. So um, yeah, we'll see if uh, Fury can get the the belts that are rightfully his. To be fair. Um, did we have anything um, from the barmaid, Gareth, this week? Does anyone here want to ask the barmaid any questions? Uh, we did have an interesting one for the barmaid. Uh, it's more aimed for you, Ooh. really, um, as our uh, as our US uh, sports correspondent. <laughs> the uh, the question came from uh, James in Birmingham, who asked, uh, "What what was bigger, the Super Bowl or the World Cup final dish in the last twelve months?" Uh, from a having watched that Super Bowl, I think I'd have to go to the World Cup final. Um, Good God! Uh, yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, I think I think comfortably the worst Super Bowl I've ever watched. Um, yeah, well, I suppose it was tense. To be fair to me, it was it was a close for the whole game, which keeps you watching. But um, yeah, it was a it was a yeah. But it was basically what like watching a nil nil football game that sort of turned into about a, a one, probably about a one nil at the end. Um, yeah, uh, the Super Bowl is obviously a huge occasion. It, it does um, bring in more of a worldwide audience than ever, and I think it's probably bigger over here than it used to be a few years back. Um, and it did have a, a great storyline of um, the the young pretender coach and the young pretender team against the sort of the nearing of Patriots, who are the uh, Man United or the Real Madrid um, 
uh, the Evil Empire always win, uh, and they won again, uh, and they were very good. Um, uh, and uh, they, were, they were very good. They had a very good defence, and there, their coach showed that he is still the the best coach in the business. He still seems to make the the changes and tweak his tactics, and that's not just before the game, but also during the game, and just keeps the team, the other team, guessing really. Um, and the LA Rams couldn't respond, and so it ended 13-3. Yeah, it's the lowest scoring Super Bowl ever. It was the lowest scoring amount of touchdowns ever. Lowest score at halftime. Um, yeah, it was. It, it just never really got going. Um, well, well, we stayed up for. Uh, I, I managed to stay awake during it all, um, but but no, not really. Uh, like I say, it was at least tense and close for a long while, so you kind of had the feeling that this could change any minute. It just never did, which was a sad thing. Um, <laughs> just you waiting for that one moment where there'd be a big play or something amazing happened, and there was yeah one decent Patriots play at the end of a a 30-yard pass, but generally the Patriots did what they wanted but then couldn't score because the Rams' defence played very well as well. Um, and all this young pretender talk and a new offensive explosion, two of the oldest defensive coaches in the book, Bill Belichick and Wade Phillips, um, both threw masterclasses out there and showed that, yeah, come come playoff time, they will say defence wins your championships and it, and it did for this one. Uh, but Patriots have now won six uh, Super Bowls since uh, 2001, which is, yeah, as bad as as dynastic as you get in American sports um, in, in a salary cap and draft era. Um, so fair play to them. Mm. Um, but I'd say, to answer uh, James's question, I'd say the World Cup was bigger. It's a, it's a more global event that brings in more fans from more, more different um, yeah, different different countries, different um, different cultures, whereas you know, Super Bowl is, is bigger, but it's, it's still very American. Um, and, and the World Cup, mm. yeah, this year was six goals, um, which was... Close to as many points as there were in the Super Bowl, and um, yeah, so you get more points than American uh, football for scoring. Uh, so, yeah, it was it was it's a shame because it was um, it's probably one of the best NFL seasons I can remember. It was a dramatic season. There's loads of different things happening. The playoffs have been really good. The Super Bowl was just a bit flat to end it with, and um, the only thing that was more disappointing was probably the Super Bowl halftime show. Uh, Maroon Five, they, they Maroon, Maroon Five, <laughs> yeah, they were, I, I don't they don't mind Maroon Five's music personally. I think it's usually, but he, he, they, uh, they weren't very good live, and yeah, it just it just wasn't. It, it fit in with the game quite well. Um, yeah, but the the highlight probably for maybe some fans was him taking his top off, and that was about as good as he got. Um, um, yeah, I think didn't quite get my juices flowing. Adam Levine, um, as, as lovely as his tattoos were, but uh, yeah, it wasn't wasn't the best performance. Um, so yeah, uh, great season. Shame about the Super Bowl, but we'll, we'll be back next year watching. Uh, uh, should be all fun and games. It, it did seem a lot. I, don't, I, mean, I, I sort of half I have half an eye on the Super Bowl when it comes around, but it seemed a lot bigger this year than, um, than what it has been in, in previous years, from my experience. Maybe I was just a bit more aware of it, but um, BBC do quite a lot on it, and yeah, uh, yeah, maybe I, I suppose maybe Twitter's more involved now than than, than ever. Uh, maybe that that makes it bigger, but um, but yeah. I think, you're quite right. I think World Cups uh, definitely the uh, the bigger the, the bigger occasion um, worldwide. Perhaps not in America, but certainly worldwide. Yeah, I think so. Um, America football and most American sport are suited very much to something like Twitter because you could just see the high impact of, of a big score and like an amazing touchdown. And, you know, watch on Twitter; it was great. Um, <laughs> you didn't have to watch all the uh, drudge in the middle, which that game was pretty much all drudge in the middle. So. Um, but yeah, uh, good fun, and uh, yeah, probably focus on the uh, the back to the NBA now, and uh, their playoffs roll around in a couple of months. So we'll we'll see from there. Mm, very good. Well, thanks very much, James. From, from thanks for your question. Um, yeah, and we'll uh, come back next week to discuss uh, all things Six Nations again. Hopefully, England keep the good times rolling, and uh, 
yeah, um, we, we may have a little surprise in store next week, Gareth. We're still in negotiations about that, aren't we? Yeah, yeah, a little surprise. We'll see what we can do. Um, but yeah, enjoy uh, Six Nations. Uh, come on the Italians. <laughs> and I'll uh, catch you next week. Au revoir. <laughs> Arigatou.